1: American Radio's Daily Defense.
0: Armed American Radio's Daily Defense, because they don't want me to, that's why I do it.
1: Presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. From the Sig Sauer Studios, on the Daniel Defense Platinum Microphone. They're
0: never going to stop us here.
1: Here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting the enemies of freedom, Mark
0: Mark. Walters. And here we go. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense here at AAR Ranch in Georgia. The six-hour studios lit up for you. I am Mark Walters, filling your prescription for freedom today and every day. In this hour of the broadcast on the Daily Defense, sitting in front of the Daniel Defense powerful and platinum microphone, X Insurance presents it all. You know, I'm going through that that process, and the, it got a little bit held up during the holidays, mainly because I got a little bit busy, but I've uh, some information for that true umbrella coverage, so we will keep you posted as to how that progresses. Greg over in Dallas, Tejas, how you doing, my brother from another mother? Uh, not too bad. Ooh, you're busy today. I am? I can tell. Oh, so really? You, it, yeah, not too bad. I'm not too bad today. Uh, not, there you go. There you go. One extra word makes a difference. Oh, Okay. What day is it? Today's the day after garbage day, but it's garbage day today, so we'll treat it as garbage day. In the second hour, I'm going to Google gun control live on the air and see what pops up. So we'll do that in the second hour, because Garbage Day is a day later. But uh, nonetheless, would you be kind enough to tell people where they can go right out of the box to watch us on their television sets, devices, or jump into the chat with us before we get started with our guest, Lee, the Gunwriter Williams, today? Sure. If you'd like to watch the show, just head on over to armedamericanradio.org or .com on the right-hand side of that website. You're going to see the three little hash marks. Just slap those things, and when that window opens up, select that Watch Live option. We've also got the Listen Live option in case you're driving, and the podcast link, and the shop link if you'd like to support the show. If you want to join our live chat, all you have to do is head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile, and search for Armed American Radio Conversations. And that will do it. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. So we have, we have this story breaking out of Iowa today. Before we go into all that, let's go to Lee, the gun writer Williams, down in Florida. And we'll try to cover as much ground with you, Lee, as we can. How are you, my friend? Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Great to have you here. First show appearance of the new year. Lee Williams, how you doing, brother, from another mother?
1: Good, good, good. Thank you for the invite. It's good to be here. Yeah, uh, great. And same to you on the new year and the Christmas.
0: Yeah, you know... I, time just flies man and all of a sudden you look down and then you know my wife took the trees and everything took the tr- bull trees we have trees in the house took all those down the lights come down and you think it's over you yeah. now it's yeah. you know here here we go right for a, a whole nother year and it just seems to be flying right by lee i'm going to ask you because i haven't had you on in the past couple three weeks because of the holidays 2023 i've been asking all of my guests and particularly, you know, regular guests. What was the biggest story of the year for you, Lee the Gunwriter Williams, in 2023? Well, it was a story I never wrote. Uh, but Ooh. it's a story I,
1: pr- I probably will write. Uh, obviously, we had Bruin in 2022. I had no idea. that, I, And I thought, you know, 2023 was going to be, let's do some open field running. I had no idea the amount of what I like to call the post-Bruin tantrum laws that would be passed, you know? I mean, look at California. Um, I, I did some media earlier today. Uh, they got the magazine ban thing out there. And they're trying to say it's it, it, because a full 30-round magazine violates their gunpowder storage
0: laws. I uh-huh. mean, did you ever expect them to get this creative? You know, creative is is the operative word. Greg in Dallas, jump yeah. in here. We we heard that word, Greg, from Alan on the New Year's Eve show. We Did we not? On multiple occasions, if I'm not mistaken. But creative seems to be the operative word, Greg in Dallas. It's all they've got. It's what they have to do. They yeah. have to be creative. Yeah, but... Lee, you're spot on. I I have not seen that level of creativity. It it fascinates me, quite honestly. You you know, we, we know they're capable of it. That's what they do. We certainly expect it. Their job security for us. Let's be real, because we write and talk about this stuff. But yeah, did you ever let's let me turn that question back on you. Did you ever expect them to get as creative as they've been? No,
1: I mean, if you, would have, if you would have come up to me before Bruin and said, "Hey, California is going to try and ban standard capacity magazines because they're going to say the amount of powder in those thirty rounds violates their local ordinances regarding safe storage of gunpowder," I would have laughed. Uh, I would have fallen out of my chair. And look at SB two. Okay, the the Newsom, Newsom signed it into law in September. It basically says you if you're rich enough. To get a permit to carry a concealed firearm in California, you can't carry it anywhere. I mean, boom, um, the the Ninth Circuit issued an opinion, staying the judges stay on that on a Saturday. That That's the Ninth Circuit rule came out on a Saturday. I mean, they're clearly getting desperate. They're scared to hell of Bruin. So, uh, creativity, if there was a negative word, uh, like negative creativity, it would probably be more accurate. But, my God, man, um, I agree with with Greg. That's all they got. But, you know, it it still takes our time and our money, and it's going to be expensive.
0: Our money is, is right, because that money, ladies and gentlemen, is, in fact, our money. It's our taxpayer dollars. Now, I don't live in California, so it's not my California taxpayer dollars. But when it comes to the federal cases, you know, yeah, it is taxpayer dollars. If you live in Illinois, by the way, Illinois, let me mention this briefly, one by like one point four percent or one point two percent estimated registration compliance on January one. Hats off to you, Illinois. Congratulations. You know, it's sad, but that's what it's going to take. Lee is noncompliance of this nonsense. I will tell you, if you're not complying, be careful. Don't do anything stupid. Don't be driving around with your unregistered guns. But, you know, but for crying out loud, you know, for many years, we've talked about this, that if the Democrats keep this up, good, decent, hardworking, law-abiding, tax-paying Americans are going to be forced to make decisions they never thought they'd have to make in this country. And that's one of them. And people would say, well, what, you know, what are you talking about? That's what I'm talking about. That's one of them. Do I comply with this knowing that I am willfully going to turn myself, is least as far as a man-made law is concerned, malum prohibitum, right, into a criminal. And it appears many people are willing to do that. We saw that in Jersey. And, of course, another glaring example of that, Lee, I think you wrote about it a few years ago, was Connecticut's uh, yeah. civil disobedience refusal to comply. After Newtown, right? So it, that's yeah, a positive absolutely. sign, isn't it? Isn't that a positive sign? The other side's going to say, look at these guys. You know, talk about law-abiding gun owners. Look, at some point, you got to stand up, man. Where's your red line? Where's your line in the sand? Tell me, Lee, and, where and is I would, it?
1: I would not comply. I have a good friend who you know, who should, shall remain nameless, who does a lot of teaching. He's in the firearms instructor, probably the best in the world. Travels to a lot of blue states, including California, where he's giving instruction on carbine and handgun. Yeah, some people show up with Cal- California-compliant ARs
0: during his classes. Most don't. Say what that one more time. Say, you... say, that, say that one more time. Let me hear that again.
1: Uh, he teaches in California, limits right. his class size to 10. Some people show up with the California-compliant ARs, you know, with the fins and the bull- bullet buttons and all the crap on them. And some people don't. Most of the students out there don't bring... California compliant ARs and what you see at the range, what you experience at the range stays at the range. Nobody says boo about it. That's non-compliance right behind enemy lines, my friend.
0: Yeah, the danger in California in that regard is and I've spoken to people out there. You know, we talk with uh, Russell Stewart, founder of Beverly Hills Guns, and he has told me off air. I had a friend that was going to be out in San Diego over the holidays called me and said, hey, can you put me in touch with Russell? I want to find out about traveling to California with my firearms, what I can do, what I can't do, et cetera. Russell made it very clear to me when we were talking about it. The biggest concern that you have is driving around in California with a firearm in your vehicle, regardless of yeah. the gun, whether it's compliant or not, because they have been told they have a mandate arrest as many people as you can and get all guns off the streets. So if you're a law-abiding citizen and you're transporting a firearm in California, and like he told me, and I remind you, listeners, the best way to handle it in California is don't get stopped. But that gun is worthless to you in an automobile because it has to be broken down, has to be unloaded, has to be in a locked container in a trunk somewhere, literally, basically just taken apart, or I would say destroyed, right? What good is a gun that's taken apart? And, you know, it's, it's unusable, so you're not going to... But criminals don't do that, do they? The Crips, the Bloods, the Latin Kings, the Eight Balls, whatever they call themselves, whoever they are, they're not complying with any of those laws. You think they're breaking down their guns, putting them together in the parking lot before they rob the liquor store? That doesn't happen, Lee the gun Gunwriter Williams, does it? No, no. They're loaded and they're in their pants. They don't like holsters.
1: Usually down the front or the back. No, uh, just like everything else out there, it's designed to make it more difficult for the law-abiding to buy, carry, or even possess firearms. I don't even well, know if I could go. Uh, I don't even know if my staccato's on the California-approved
0: list. If you were to call the California AG's office, they wouldn't know either. It'd take them no, three days to get no. back to you, because they got to review it and look at it and study it. I think uh, Dave Workman made it clear yesterday. He, uh, he used the word nonsense at least two to three times. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense will be back right after this break tuned in on radio stations around the nation. We appreciate it very much. Make sure to visit all of our partners that make it possible. ArmedAmericanRadio.com. Back with Lee the Gunwriter Williams after the break on the flip side.
1: Daniel Defense, firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide,
0: and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision. Freedom, passion, and precision, something the Democrats know nothing about. Welcome back inside the 6 Hour Studios here at AAR Ranch. It is a toy's day. It's Wheel Gun Thursday, actually, because I carried my like a big old revolver today. I love that with some big double tap rounds in that stuff. I love carrying those big revolvers. Not the little snubbies. New big revolver, you know, kind. You got to keep hiking up your drawers on, even though you got the right holster. Big revolver, love carrying those big revolvers. Yeah, so it's a six eighty six plus. I love it. It's a great gun. Daniel Defense microphone lit up for you. Mark Walters filling you a prescription for freedom. X Insurance presenting it all. Let's go back to the great gun writer Lee Williams. Lee, so while you were talking, I, I I apologize if I sounded a little aloof. I'm getting a lot of alerts that are coming in on this high school shooting in Perry, Iowa, early today. Yeah. And I uh, two alerts came in, in particular, from separate sources. And I also see there, there there's a, a link in the chat. If you're in the chat, I appreciate it, from the Gateway Pundit. High school shooter in Perry, Iowa, identified social media, desperately tries to erase evidence of his identity, apparently... And I've got three reports that are saying very similar things that this guy has identified with or is an ally of and has pride flags flying. Yet again, another LGBTQ wacko out here. Now, he killed himself in the school. People were injured. I'm not sure if anybody's dead. We're, we're monitoring these reports. I was talking with AWR Hawkins about this, a very fluid situation. Do you have any updates on that? You're likely following it. I hate to hit you that, with that live, but. I am. Uh, one dead. Uh, one dead.
1: Thank, is it thankfully, him? Um, yeah, well, one dead person that matters and the suspect.
0: Okay, there's one that matters and the suspect. So two including the loser. So and the, yeah, okay. I've seen the same things as to how he identifies, which
1: means the mainstream media is going to lose interest in three, two, one, right now.
0: Well, let's jump over quickly. I like doing this live because these are breaking as we're getting it. I'm going to jump over. Let's go to Fox News and pull up their top stories. And let's see where they are on their top story. Uh, top story, 2016 Connection, prosecutor on special counsel Jack Smith's team, discouraged FBI. Drop below that, story number two, naming names, five explosive revelations from the first Jeffrey Epstein document, dump. And it, Heartland shooting is number three over at Fox News. I'd be curious to see what CNN is doing, so we'll jump on that right now, see where CNN has that buried. Uh, large, the top story above the fold. Hamas held her captive for 50 days. This is what she wants you to know. And then they have as a smaller box: A student killed, five other people wounded in an Iowa school shooting. Seventeen-year-old gunman died from self-inflicted wound. And this occurred very early in the day, I, I'm, from what I hear, before classes begun. Seven okay. something our time. Yeah. Okay. So there's, you know, what's the motive here, right? Don't know too early to tell, but was he intent on as much you know mass casualties? I mean, certainly this guy's a student at the school; he would certainly know what time students are there and what time they're not there. Uh, He said the shooter, criminal investigation assistant director Mitch somebody, I can't read his name here, Mortvet. There he is. I said the shooter made several social media posts in and around the time of the shooting. Uh, and then killed himself off himself, which is a good thing with a self-inflicted gunshot wound. And no doubt, we're going to be able to get social media. Authorities will, but we won't. If particularly if that's what they're doing, you're seeing those same reports, right? Yeah,
1: they're going to wash it. I saw one. I saw one picture of something he had posted on Facebook. It said, "Love your trans kids,"
0: and that's a confirmed post from him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, expect mainstream media. This will stay. This will stay right about above the fold for another couple hours. It'll start to be scrubbed well, also, and it will disappear tomorrow.
1: He also used a pump action shotgun and a small caliber handgun. So there's no uh, AR to vilify.
0: Well, that yeah, there you have that also. They won't jump on that. Uh, Biden will waste no time. I have not seen a statement from him yet. I've been a little busy today. He has the has the uh, the dementia-addled chief commander-in-chief whatever he wants to call himself whatever he thinks he is has he uttered any comments on this yet has he mentioned i'm gonna ban assault no. weapons again
1: no but his idiot uh, spokesperson has she said no. when is enough gonna be enough okay. okay yeah
0: well i'm guessing that joe biden's gonna change his mind and say uh, you just get a pump action shotgun blast a couple rounds off your front porch so i guess we're gonna have to ban shotguns and your your handguns now too right Yeah, that seems to be where he would go. Seems to be the direction he will go. All right, let's jump back over to SB2 in California, because um, there is a California sheriff out there by the name of Brandon Barnes Lee. And then we'll go to 24. I want to get your predictions as the show begins to wind down this hour with you. But Sutter County Sheriff, I don't know where Sutter County is in California. Sheriff Brandon Barnes made clear yesterday afternoon his office has no intention of blindly enforcing the California gun control that creates more areas in which CCW permit holders are barred from being armed for self-defense. What What does blindly enforcing a California gun control law mean? How, how would you read into that blindly?
1: I don't think he's going to touch it. Uh, I mean, because if you want to start arresting people, <clears throat> there are 26 categories where you can no longer carry. Um, Parks, playgrounds, zoos, libraries, museums, banks, hospitals, places of worship, public transportation, stadiums, casinos, bars, restaurants that serve alcohol, I could go on. So I, I, if I was an elected law enforcement official out there, I would be of the same mindset. I'm not going to uh, tell my guys to go into these places looking for people who went through uh, the, the permitting process, who yeah. spent a hell of a lot of money and a hell of a lot of time. To get one in California, you know it takes forever. Multiple trips to your local sheriff's officer, chief of police, and, and they're not cheap. So I wouldn't worry about who's carrying, if they have a, a lawful permit. I would focus on the bad guys, but then again, I'm not a Californian.
0: Yeah, and that's a good thing. I'm glad you're not. You probably wouldn't be on the show as often as you have been over the years. Um, <laughs> Sutter County Sheriff's Office. I have the public information release in front of me, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not going to read that now with Lee. I've got a number of other things I want to talk about with Lee Lee Williams. But stay tuned. the second hour, I'll read the statement from the sheriff. I will tell you this. It's incredibly encouraging. And the first comment on their – it's a joint statement from Sutter County Sheriff Brandon Barnes and Sutter County District Attorney Jennifer R. Dupree. On quote unquote developments regarding Senate Bill two, and that's from them I'm quoting, but I'll just read you the first comment below the statement. Thank you from Charles Young. Thank you for honoring your oath and protecting the constitutional rights of law abiding citizens. Thank you for your service and stay safe. So those are positive developments in California. That's do not comply. Yeah, well, you know, let's go there. I, I had a feeling you were going to respond with that because I, I was going to ask. Yeah, we're, you and I, are, we think alike. We've known each other a long time, particularly when it comes to this stuff. So I'll set this question up as we go to a break. Is that noncompliance? And now think yeah. about don't, Let's Don't answer that yet. Let's dig a little deeper in that when we come back from that, this break. When you have a sheriff that took an oath to uphold the Constitution, is it non-compliance? In the same regard, it would be if I chose not to register something, which is clear civil dis- disobedience. Is it noncompliance when a sheriff took an oath to uphold the Constitution and a bill is clearly in violation of the Constitution? Is that noncompliance? If not, what would you call it? We'll talk with Lee, the Gunwriter Williams. We'll take a dive into that when we come back from this break. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense, the Day edition. Here at the ranch continues in the Sig Sauer studios. Back right after this with Lee. The following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, welcome back indeed. Six Hour Studios lit up for you here in Georgia at AAR Ranch. Mark Walters in front of the Daniel Defense mic right now. X-Insurance is presenting it all. Yesterday you heard... Clayton Llewellyn on the program in hour two if you were listening or if you caught it on podcast Clayton was great I really enjoyed that we're going to spend some time talking with Clayton throughout the year preparation is going to be key this year ladies and gentlemen and they've got the tools necessary for you to do it's it a fascinating conversation heavensharvest.com heavensharvest.com I'll tell you about my purchase when we come back from the next break, but I did make a purchase over there uh, earlier this afternoon was the water things we were talking about i 'll give you some details on that when we come back, but make sure that you have something at home. You will sleep easier, and as Clayton mentioned yesterday on the program, you want something that you can have while you're home, not necessarily the go bag i got to get out, go into the woods, and all that that nonsense, but home because that 's where you 're going to be safest at least in most cases, and that 's where we want you to start preparing. What am I going to need? If the water doesn't run, if the lights go out, the power is out. I've got nothing. Maybe I've got gas. Maybe I don't. No electricity. And that's what we were talking about with Clayton Llewellyn. They've got everything you need over there. You can use the AAR promo code over at HeavensHarvest.com. And while you're at it, visit all of our partners. By the way, Goat Guns, I see people buying those Goat Guns every day. If, that, if this is not your new hobby yet, please make it your new hobby. GoatGuns.com. I'm warning you in advance, it is an addiction I'm there, Greg. I know is there, and many, many others are. I've gotten a lot of email from a couple people that are really funny. Hey, thanks for turning me on to those. I didn't buy groceries yesterday. <laughs> okay, the guys—they're only like thirty-nine bucks, but in today's day and age, thirty-nine bucks is one steak if you're eating a nice steak. Goatguns.com. Use the promo code AAR. Check out all of our partners. ArmedAmericanRadio.com. Leave the gun writer Williams. Welcome back, my brother. Let's go back to that question I asked, and I was talking with Greg during the break. When, the way I phrase the question, is it non-compliance? Let me rephrase that, because it is clearly non-compliance. Okay? He took an oath. He's not going to comply. So if it's not non-compliance, can a sheriff, then, is it civil disobedience for a sheriff? who enforces the law to choose not to enforce that. Is that a form of civil disobedience? Clearly, it's, it's non-compliance. But your thoughts on that? You were law enforcement. Hats off to the guy, it but how would, you, how would you couch that? I would
1: say it is. Uh, because he made it public, it is a form of civil disobedience. And it's a dangerous form for a Clio for a chief law enforcement officer, to make. I don't know the state law in California. Thank God I never will. But I know in Florida, if an elected official like a sheriff or a state attorney... Decides they're not going to enforce a certain law. Like we had a state attorney here who said he wouldn't uh, do DP case, death penalty cases. Governor Ron DeSantis removed him from office. Boom, right now, you're gone. I'm sorry, it was a female state attorney. So, yeah, uh, I'm sure the sheriff could face some backlash for publicly stating that neither he nor his people are going to enforce this law because it it has been passed by the legislature. It's abhorrent. It's stupid. I don't agree with it either. I know you don't. But yet it is a law on the books in the state of California, and he's sworn to uphold those. However, I do think the good sheriff remembers his oath as, as the Commenter said, which is much more important. Remember, he swore to protect and defend the Constitution, which is infinitely more important than
0: defending and
1: enforcing California state law because they add a billion of them every year.
0: Yeah, it is a dangerous. It is a dangerous play. And again, I don't know the state law like you. It can be a dangerous play. I, I certainly would understand if a sheriff kind of winked and nodded, right, and said, right. "I don't want my constituents." in my county to worry about this law, wink in a nod and move on without coming out and saying that. I think we would all get that message right? Uh, So yeah it it can be a dangerous play from a sheriff but at the same time guys if we don't start standing up we're going to keep getting hit. They're going to keep coming at us at some point in time and see what's going to happen there's going to be a snowball effect I promise you even in California there will be rural sheriffs that also say the same thing. We saw the same thing in Washington State Lee We saw the same thing in Colorado. We saw the same thing in New Mexico, right, where other sheriffs jump in and say, yeah, you know what? I'm on board with the sheriff in Sutter County. I'm not going to enforce that either. We saw the same thing in Oregon. And it is the sheriff that is the most powerful law enforcement officer in the county. And if more sheriffs begin to do that and stand up to the governor, especially that commie they got out there in California, it will mean more than just one lone sheriff. And sometimes it takes that one lone wolf to do that, right? So God bless the sheriff out there. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, the next hour I'll read you the statement. But, um, Lee, let's, let's look now, Illinois. Let's go back to that noncompliance in Illinois. 1.2%, bro, really? What does that tell the lawmakers in Illinois? It's a big, giant, pff, go pound salt, right?
1: Massive, massive. I think that's probably... Bigger than Connecticut or New Jersey, if I'm not mistaken. That's probably the most noncompliance we've seen
0: in a state. The only one that might come close to that would be the magazine capacity turn in in New Jersey, where I think the state police said many of the of the barracks said they got nothing. Nobody turned them in. <laughs> And that, but, you know, but you're talking about an accessory there. Here we're talking about the firearm itself, right? So, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's far more important than just the magazine. But at the same time, do you believe that lawmakers in Illinois will get angry enough or that law enforcement will get pushed by lawmakers? It, it, because you've got to bait them. If, if you're law enforcement in Illinois, go ahead. Start making arrests. Start locking up your own neighbors. I dare you. I don't think it'll happen. It certainly didn't in Connecticut. And I think the lawmakers just walk away because they don't care. They said, oh, we did it. We did something right. They don't ever follow through.
1: The problem in Illinois is you've got the Illinois state police and they are a true statewide organization and they are incredibly politically uh, manipulated, just like the A.T.F. They know which way the wind is blowing. And it's a it's a very uh, far left run law enforcement organization um they it's weird that an organization can be that left of center but i I would say illinois state police is one of the most lefty you're going to get of course there's a lot of troopers who you know they're conservative they they venerate the second amendment they all took a note to support and defend it but as an organization that that would be the wild card there you're you're going to see some arrests i guarantee it Yeah, no, it it might have
0: to be it it might have to be a blatant violation. I don't know how that would manifest itself. Like maybe that stop. That's why I said if you're going to if you're not going to comply with it, just be careful and you will be fine. But it's not just Illinois, Illinois State Police. Yeah, that's a great call as well. But we can say the same thing about New York State Police, Maryland State Police, California Highway Patrol. Okay, they're all notorious organizations. Uh, You know, you don't want to put it this way. You don't want to be driving the armed American radio vet to (laughs) Sig up in New Hampshire through New Jersey and on the New York State Thruway or wherever you're going or Maryland, which I would have to do. Right. With Georgia tags, with a car emblazoned with armed American radio on it, you're going to likely get pulled over.
1: They're going to stop you because the lights out in your glove box. If they see
0: that, yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll find a reason to pull you over. And is that a chance that you're willing to take? It's not a chance that I'm willing to take. But I'm really proud to see people, residents that live in these states, say, you know what? No. Uh uh-uh. uh. Put your hands up underneath your chin and, you know, give them the little Italian, no way. All right. With another word that I won't use, because I'm not sure if it's a bad word in Italian or not, so I won't say it because of the FCC. When we come back from the break, we've got another segment with Lee, the gun writer, Williams. Lee, I'm going to ask you on live radio. You're welcome to stay the next hour. I'm going to Google gun control if you want to stay with me. You're welcome to do so. I'm here, brother. All right, good. We'll bring Lee back in the second hour, too, and we'll read that statement, and we will Google the words gun control in the second hour, live on the air. I have not looked at it. I don't know what's going to come up. We will go through it together. Love to do that with you about once a week. It's always fun to do. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense will continue right after these messages. Please support all of our partners that you hear during these breaks. They make this show possible. We are heading into our 15th year. April 26 marks our 14th anniversary. April 27th marks the start of our 15th year on the nation's airwaves. Unbelievable. Been around a long time, and it's because of you and our partners. Visit them all. We'll be back with Lee right after the break.
1: segment of armed american radio's daily
0: defense is being brought to you by daniel defense visit danieldefense.com now back to the show all right welcome back guys final segment of the first hour of armed american radio's toys day edition first thursday of 2024 live on the air with you here in the six hour studios mark walters filling your prescription for freedom daniel defense mike lit up for you for this final segment we'll flip that over to the crossbreed holsters mike At six minutes after the hour, it's all being brought to you by the great X insurance. Lee, the gun writer, Williams, welcome in. So, Lee, I screwed that up. It's our 15th year anniversary coming up on April 26th, not our 14th anniversary. 15 years on the nation's airwaves, Lee, and you've been participating on the show for quite some time. It's been an honor and a hell of a fun (laughs) ride, my friend. I I screwed that up. I said 14th. It's our 15th year. We're in our 15th year right now. That anniversary, of course, is April 26th. So, yeah, we couldn't do it without guys like you. We couldn't do it without our partners. So, thanks, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate it very much. We do have a new affiliate that we'll be mentioning on the Sunday show out of North Carolina that's added to the lineup of Armed American Radio's Monster Cast as well, all three hours live. They begin bringing the show, and we'll give you all those calls and everything coming up on the Sunday broadcast. Lee the Gunwriter Williams. Uh, you're going to stick with me for the hour. So when we come back at the top of the hour, we'll read the statement from that sheriff in California. But I want to take time right now in this hour, where the show is being carried by far more radio stations in the second hour. You have a very, very, very disturbing piece written at Armed American News and on behalf of the Second Amendment Foundation investigative journalism reporting, which you head up for the Second Amendment Foundation, of a judge in Florida who has done something that I cannot wrap my head around, and I want you to explain it and ladies and gentlemen, when you hear this, I want you to try to wrap your head around this. I want you to play theater of the mind. It's very important in these scenarios. You've got to think these things through. The way this judge rendered a decision, put yourself in the position of the people the judge ruled against. And think about what you would do. Lee, tell us what the hell is happening down there. It's wild. In April 22,
1: a guy named Ralph Merrick, who has an addiction issue, uh, shot his neighbor's home and shot dead his mercury their Mercury Montego. Thank God nobody was injured. Um, he was arrested. He was charged with shooting into a building and basically criminal mischief under 200. They knew that he had an issue. They offered him a a no-jail plea deal. He'd be sentenced to 10 years of probation, but that would be cut in half if he successfully completed a treatment program, went to AA meetings regularly, made restitution to his neighbor. So he and his wife, they go into the uh, courtroom to accept the plea, right? It's fair. Um, The judge tells the defendant that he can no longer have any guns in the home. And... His wife is sitting right next to him, just behind him a little bit, and she gets a weird look on her face. And I'm gonna, i am gonna—I got to read you what she said, what she told me. When the judge told Ralph, that's her husband, he couldn't have a single gun in the house whatsoever, I made kind of a face. I assumed the judge was looking at me because he called me up to the stand and swore me in. Dude, they swore her in, and she's not a defendant. And then he told her that she could never have another gun in, in her life. She had to give up her... Florida concealed weapon or firearm license. And basically, she had to renounce her Second Amendment rights and get rid of every firearm and every single round of ammunition in her home. And he very famously said, you have a choice. Circuit Judge Shannon H. McPhee told her, your husband or your guns.
0: Well, now they have a son. They have a let's let's go further here. They have a son in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, living in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. who said, some of those guns belong to me. 36 years old said, some of these guns belong to me. I want to go down and get my guns. I'll take the guns. What did the judge say? They took every firearm in the home, not just the
1: ones that were used in the the incident. The sheriff. Right south the home. Yep, the sheriff's office. Charlotte County Sheriff's Office.
0: And Charlotte County is where in Florida?
1: Right south of Sarasota County, It's border Sarasota County.
0: So this is the sheriff that borders our friend Kurt Hoffman, the sheriff's county.
1: Yes, he does. They took the kids SKS. He's got an older pre-World War II, Colt 1911, and a three fifty seven. So when he came home on the Christmas break, he tried to pick up his guns. And he was going to take all the family guns, going to load them up in his car, drive back to Milwaukee, put them all in his gun safe. And a sergeant at the sheriff's office, that would be the Charlotte County Sheriff's Office, said, no, you have to have a a judge's order. Uh, and then I talked to the state attorney spokesperson, state attorney down there in uh, Charlotte County's Amira D. Fox, and uh, spoke. her spokeswoman said if it was the judge who made the decision, the judge would have to, to undo it. Now, here's a problem for them. Florida has, as you know, an incredibly preemption. powerful preemption statute. Right. The sheriff violated it, and we have case law here in Florida that says a sheriff is still liable for, for violating preemption, even if there's a judge's order involved. It's like an illegal order. You can't follow an illegal order. So right now, Charlotte County Sheriff Bill Pramel is looking at a, a preemption violation, which could knock him out of office and subject him to $5,000 in fines that he has to pay with his own checkbook.
0: I don't know Sheriff little- Premell. Do you know the sheriff in Charlotte? Do you know Sheriff Pramel? Let me just say
1: this. I was a reporter when he got elected, and me and uh, a couple of TV anchors sent him a joint letter. We all signed it. Actual letter, piece of paper, not an email, saying, well, congratulations, we'd like to sit down with you off the record and talk about your media policy. Didn't even give us the courtesy of a response. In 2019... This sheriff was caught by Florida Carey, and I'm proud to say I'm a board member of Florida Carey, creating an illegal gun registry by using a pawn shop database. They were, they were writing down, they were tracking the names of people who pawn guns, a description of the firearms, including their serial numbers. And in Florida, brother, we have a state law prohibiting any government agency from keeping a list of firearm owners or firearms, and it's a felony and back then, we sent a letter to the state attorney down there, the aforementioned Fox, and Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody, who's a hero on Fox, who's endorsed by NRA, and neither she nor the state attorney chose to prosecute or even investigate these allegations against the Charlotte County
0: Sheriff. Has Sheriff Permell, was he, because, you know, our, our friend Sheriff Kurt Hoffman, this would be a great conversation to have with him. I don't want to put him on the spot, though, you know, on live radio. I'll talk to him off air. Uh, unless he's comfortable with it, but we'll certainly ask. I would love to get him on air. But do we know where Sheriff, sheriff Permell stood on constitutional carry? Was he one of the sheriffs, which was only a handful, no. that did not support permitless carry in Florida? Do we know?
1: No, I, I, I do not know. I know he gave no public testimony
0: one way or the other. So we don't know. Well, see, that, that tells me that this sheriff might not be our friend. In Charlotte County, so Charlotte County Buddy, is going to border then Collier County. It's you're going to be or Lee County. You're going to be between Sarasota and Lee County down there on the west coast, right?
1: Is he Charlotte created a, a private registry of gun owners, so I think I know. I think we know. We can safely say where he's at on the Second Amendment.
0: Uh, Charlotte County, Florida residents, um, where's your line in the sand? I guess is the, is the question to ask you. Where is your line? in the sand and what are you going to do about it the residents of that county have to stand up and put that sheriff on notice simple as that can you flip a sheriff yeah well, i remember when sheriff bob galtieri didn't see to be one of our friends sheriff bob galtieri has seen the light of day and has done pretty well in pinellas county by the way i could say the same thing about grady judd take a look at grady judd i was hard on him for a long time grady judd is clearly a great supporter of the Second Amendment nowadays. And I, I always has been, just didn't like certain laws. I'll leave it at that. When we come back, Lee the Gun Rider Williams is gonna stick around with us. We'll lead we'll read the sheriff in Sutter County, California's statement. We'll be back six minutes after the hour with we'll Lee the Gun Rider Williams.